Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. I want to read that together. So whether you want to look on the screen or look on your notes, let's read it. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. Now, we need to do it a little bit louder today because this scripture is talking about victory and we sound defeated in this place. Let's do it one more time. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject of letting go of the past, letting go of the past. Let's pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. You can look at your neighbor, give him a wink, give him a high five, give him a fist bump, give them smile with your eyes if you're wearing a mask. It's really good to have you guys. You guys have a good Christmas, by the way. Good Christmas this year. Awesome. Good to hear. Hey, um, we've been talking about this whole idea over the past five weeks of, uh, of letting go. I think we could all agree that in life, especially over a calendar year, it's very easy for a lot of things to accumulate in our lives. It's very easy to get weighed down by a bunch of stuff. So in recap, what we've been talking about in week number one, we talked about what it means to, to let go of stuff. In other words, if we're not careful, the things that we go after that we think give us happiness and joy actually turn out to be more of a burden to us then they are a joy because the rat race and what it takes to accumulate is too much. It's overbearing. So we talked about letting go of stuff. In week number two, we talked about letting go of distractions and learning to focus on the things that really matter most in life. If we were to sit down with a piece of paper later on today and put all the things that matter in this life, I think we would agree that it would come back to our relationship with the Lord, those around us in the form of our families, and, and those would be important. And if we're not careful in life, distractions begin to get in the way and they distract us from those things. In week number three, we talked about letting go of bitterness and offense, that if we're not careful, relationships and, and, and dealings that we have with people can cause us to be bitter towards one another and lose joy. And then last week, if you were able to join us, we talked about this whole idea of letting go of control. If you went into 2020 this year thinking you were going to control all the things on your list, <laughs> welcome. We all failed at that one, right? But we talked about letting go of control and understanding that we give things over to the Lord and we trust him. Now today, it's really letting go of the past. Now, I, I think we'd all agree that how many of you guys are happy to see 2020 go completely out the window, show of hands, show of feet, show of legs? <laughs> I think we could all agree, man, 2020 has been a rough year. But here's the thing. I'm going to say something to you, and I believe this to be true. I think 2020 has taught us a whole lot more than we give it credit for. I think if we were to go back to late February, early March of this past year, when this whole thing began to kick off, I don't think any of us saw it going as long as it did, or as it has, or as it continues. I don't know about you, but sometimes going back on Facebook or Instagram or even just text messages, man, to, to think that we were just like, ah, yeah, we'll see what happens in a few weeks. So now here we are on the final Sunday of 2020, getting ready to go into a brand new year. And I think it's safe to say, and I think it's okay to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm happy to see 2020 go. But I, I have lately just been reflecting upon the many things I've learned about God and the many things that I've learned about myself over, over the past 10 to 11 months. Now, I know it's fun to say, ah, 2020, get out of here. 
But, but what would happen if we begin to go like, man, you know what, God, I never, I never understood that about you until I started going through this deal. God, I've never had to trust you so much as I have because of what's gone on this year. God, I didn't realize how much I valued time with my family until my world had to slow down because things changed. I think even though we talk about it, and I know it's a pressure point for some, remember that time when we couldn't even meet inside of a room and how much we missed actually going to church and being with God's people and worshiping together under the same roof. I think a lot of people, and I mean this lovingly and carefully, will not take for granted being able to go to church and to worship with one another. God's taught us a lot in the year of 2020. Would you agree? Some of you are very grittily, yes, like this. It's taught us a lot. But, but I think for the most part, the difficulties that we've encountered has, has made us good. Whether it be patience with people, our financial decisions during this time, temptation during this time, <laughs> parenting children whose world has completely turned upside down, keeping that in mind. The kid was used to going to school, being with their friends, talking, learning from teachers. Now they're at home sitting in front of a computer screen. Some of them losing their minds over that computer screen. It's been, it's been crazy. I may ask you this question. How many of you guys during this time have failed at something? Show of hands. Maybe if you're watching online, you can pop an emo- emoji down in the comment section. You failed at something. Have you lost your temper with your spouse during this time? Yeah, there we go. Now we got some movement going. Have you found yourself frustrated cleaning your living room for the 10th time in one day because your living room has become your child's schoolroom? Any parents in here on that one? <laughs> Have you lost patience with people at the store? Standing in line outside because only so many people can go in. Man, if I look back at this year, I have failed in a lot of different areas. And I think when we're talking about letting go of the past, I think it's for many of us, it's actually letting go of failures, ways that we've missed it and that we've, that we've blown it. Truth is, we've all failed at some way, shape, or form. And the thing is, is I think there's some things that we can work on and fix going into a new year of 2021. Next year, or I'm sorry, yeah, actually, no. Next year, we will be talking about a fresh start in 2021. But what I want to do today is I want to talk about letting go of failure. Here's the thing. You'll fail. I'll fail. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to fail. You're going to blow it. You're going to mess up. You're going to make a promise that you don't come through on. But it's a lot like learning how to walk. Remember those, any parents with babies? Remember when your baby first started walking? I know it's kind of different being in this room here, but just follow. Remember that? Remember how you were really scared when they would fall? But then after a couple falls, you realize they found a way to fall on their nice cushiony diaper. And all of a sudden, you stopped caring so much. Every time your kid fell, were you always going over there to make sure that they were okay? Maybe for but a little bit, you started letting them fall so that they can work and get themselves back up and try again. Remember that? That's a lot like life. You fall. Remember when you first started riding that bike? With the training wheels? Cool, I could lean a little bit. But after a while, someone took those training wheels off. Remember that first time you fell? Remember the fear you might have had? But what'd you do? You get back up, you get on the bike, and you ride again. Think about a new skill. Did you get it right the first time? Probably not. But what'd you do? 
You failed, but you tried again. If you're ever going to get past failure or move beyond your past, you've got to get up and you've just simply got to start again. That's the way that it works. Notice the words of Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get back up again. The godly will. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. As believers in Jesus Christ, we have this great promise and this great thing that if we fail, we can actually get back up again. So in the areas where you feel you're blowing it the most, understand that God's grace is powerful enough, but he's gonna, his grace is going to empower you to actually get up and start and try again. Now, this guy in the Bible by the name of Peter, we all know Peter, right? Peter, man, you wanna talk about a guy who's gotta get beyond failure? Man, the life of Peter, if he teaches us anything, it's that getting back up is always worth it, but it's a choice that you have to make. I, I think here's the deal. I think if we don't deal with all the ways that we fail ending this year, we don't go into a new year with the mindset that says, hey, I'm going to fail, but I've got a promise from God's word that I can get up and start again and actually succeed. It's like this. Most of you in this room, you will fail at reading the Bible in a year, not for the whole year, but you might miss a day, but you can start again the day after that. Come on, has anybody ever read or attempted to go for the Bible in a year? Done really good the first week. Wheels fall off from week two. You lost me at Lamentations in Deuteronomy. You ever been there? Think about this. We know the Bible is the inspired word of God, yet we fail to make it through in a year. But you can pick it back up again. I have a great philosophy. If you ever miss a day in the Bible, if you miss one, don't miss two. Get back up and start it again. You ever told yourself you were going to be patient with your children? And after praying that prayer 30 minutes later, you've lost patience with your children? Anybody? No, just me. You ever told yourself you weren't going to worry about what people think about you so much, only to get wrapped up, and the next thing you know, you're feuding on Instagram and Facebook? <laughs> Fell for the trap again? Come on, come on. Do you have failures? Are they real to you? You got a temptation that no one else knows about that you can hide pretty good, but you know it and God knows it and you just can't get beyond it. See, if you don't identify the fact that you have these failures and these setbacks, then what's gonna happen is, is if you don't address it, you're gonna carry it over to 2021. And if you don't get real and raw about it, you're gonna fight it the whole year. So you've got to do some things. I love Peter. Anybody else love Peter in the Bible? I love him. Peter, to me, shows us everything we need to know about what to do with failure through, through many countless stories, okay? Let's think about this. Let's think about Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 31. Here's the story. I'll paraphrase it. Peter walks on water. Jesus sends him out. Huge storm comes. They think they see a ghost walking on the water. Jesus identifies himself. Peter, not any of the other 11 guys, Peter says, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come. Jesus says, it is I, come. Peter steps out on a boat. We know the story. He walks, he walks, he walks. Think about the thoughts that are going through his mind in that moment. I'm walking on water. 
then we know what happens. He looks to the left, he looks to the right, he looks down, and what happens? He begins to sink, he begins to fail. He gets out of the boat, he walks on water, he does something no one else did. They get back into the boat, and Jesus literally says, you have little faith, why did you doubt? Now, if I'm Peter, I'm going, well, at least I tried, right? Man, Jesus, nobody else got out. Now you're calling me of little. I mean, this might be the dialogue that's going in through Peter's mind at this moment. I, I did it. I'm the only one to get out. And maybe he said to himself that day, you know what? I'll never try again. Sometimes that happens to us. When we fail, yeah, I just won't try again. Next chapter, Matthew 15, Jesus is teaching. He's saying words. And Peter had a way of doing things with his mouth as well, saying things he shouldn't have said. Jesus starts to teach, and all of a sudden, Peter goes, I don't get it. And so Jesus, in Matthew 15, 15, says, Peter says, explain this parable to me. And Jesus says, are you still without understanding? So it's almost as if Peter goes, well, at that point, if I have a question, I'm probably not gonna open up my mouth again. Because when I do, Jesus tells me I don't have understanding. Very next chapter. Now we know this one very good. Jesus asks the question, who do men say that I am? This dialogue begins to go. What does Peter say? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. What does Jesus say? Upon this confession, I will build my church. You're Peter on this rock. I will build it. Man, Peter's probably feeling good now because only God gave him those words. So he's feeling good about himself. And then again, in the very next chapter, Jesus starts to have a dialogue with his disciples. And to make a long story short, he talks about all the ways that they're gonna suffer on his behalf. And what does Peter do? Peter pulls Jesus aside, it's found in Matthew 16, 21, and rebukes Jesus. How many of you guys know it's probably a bad idea to rebuke Jesus? He's he's Jesus. Earlier, Peter's the rock. Jesus says, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm gonna give you authority in this earth. Jesus begins to talk about death. Peter pulls him inside and says, Jesus, you can't preach like that. You're scaring the disciples. It's not gonna happen this way. And Jesus utters the words, get thee behind me, Satan. How do you go from being called, being called Peter the rock to get thee behind me? At this point, listen to me, Peter's probably not feeling very good. Very next chapter, Matthew 17, things are good. Why? Jesus chooses three guys. They go up to the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter's probably going, man, I'm on the in club. This is good. The other nine are down there. I'm part of the big three. Probably feeling really good in this moment. They go up there. And then from that point, they come down. And now we know the next story. The next story is, is they're sitting around. And Jesus utters the word and just says, one of you is going to deny me. And we know Peter, right? Peter's like, I'd never do that, Lord. What does Jesus say before the rooster crows three times? You will deny me. No, 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 Lord. 
I'd die for you. I won't fail you. You can count on me. Not even understanding that the words of Jesus are speaking right to him. We all know the story. Peter starts to have some conversations. He denies once. He denies twice. And finally, a little girl says, hey, I know you. You're one of those disciple guys that follow Jesus. One translation says, Peter literally cusses her out. And what happens? Rooster crows. And Peter remembers these words. I want you to look on the screen. Look at Luke 22, because I want you to see the end of this. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're saying. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Pause. In Luke's account, it tells us they locked eyes. You ever looked into the eyes of someone that you've let down before? You ever done that? It's devastating. You ever had to confess something that was embarrassing to someone that you loved deeply or someone that you let down and looked into their eyes? Can you imagine what Peter must have saw when he looked into the eyes of Jesus? Keeping in mind all the history they had together. Can you imagine that level of disappointment, embarrassment, shame, guilt? It says down in verse 61, so Peter went out and he wept bitterly. This wasn't just a little cry. This is from the depths. Take a moment in your life where life hit you in the gut so hard that it took the breath out of you. And that doesn't even compare to what Peter felt in that moment. This may seem a little heavy, but I need you to understand what this failure in the life of Peter really did. It broke him. But Jesus... Jesus, what does he do? Look at me, friends. Jesus, time and time again in your life, set the example by what he did with Peter. Some time had gone on. Jesus had died. He had risen from the grave. The Bible says the disciples, they go back to their old way of living. They were fishermen. And they're fishing Jesus makes an appearance from the shore. We know the story. They're catching nothing. Which I tell you, in your life, the peril is your life will always result in nothing when you walk away from Christ. When you walk away from him, nothing's promised. They've fished all night. They knew how to fish. They knew where the fish were. Finally, Jesus speaks and asks them what they're doing. Could you imagine their response? What does it look like we're doing? <laughs> We're in a boat with nets. We're probably fishing. And Jesus says, why don't you cast your net on the other side? So they cast their net on the other side, and we know they pull in so much fish. 
that the nets are breaking. Finally, paraphrasing the story here, Peter realizes who it is on the shore, and it's Jesus. So in typical Peter fashion, with all of his clothes still on, (laughs) he jumps in the water, and he swims to shore. Eventually, the disciples make it over, and Jesus is cooking them breakfast. And you guys have heard me preach on the significance of the charcoal fire. Jesus being the mastermind of every detail. Same type of fire he's cooking with is the same type of fire that was used when Peter was warming his hands when he denied the Christ. It's amazing what a smell will do in your life, right? You walk in, you smell a fire, some pine tree reminds you of a great memory. Jesus knows what he's doing, every detail. As we get ready to close and Nate comes, Jesus looks over at Peter and says, do you love me? Peter says, of course I do. Jesus says, feed my lambs. Ask him again a second time, do you love me? Peter probably like, does this guy have a hearing problem? Yeah, I love you. Three times Jesus asks the question, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, yeah. How many times did Peter deny the Christ? We know it. So Jesus in his goodness makes up for every single time Peter denied Christ. As if to say, watch me, I've overwritten your failure. The only point I have today, friends, is simply this. Jesus sees through failure. And some of you have allowed failure of your past to rob you of the joy in this present and an outlook looking ahead that is promised for you. Because you're stuck looking back over here at all the times you've messed up that you've blown it. You can't forgive yourself. You can't let go of it. You can't forgive. And you're letting it stop all of your progress moving forward. And I want you to hear me. Jesus sees through your failure. Let me prove it to you. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, Jesus says these words, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Look at verse 32. But I have prayed for you. Wait a minute. Who's praying for Peter? Jesus is. Satan's coming after you, Peter. But I want you to know, I'm praying. What what are you praying, Jesus? I'm praying that your faith should not fail. Pause. This is Jesus. He knows Peter's going to miss it. He's going to fail. But Jesus in this moment is saying, look, I still believe in you, Peter. I see through your failure. Why? Because he says, and when you have returned to me, he's literally forecasting, Peter, Peter, I don't know, this moment is getting this. I'm praying for that you'll be strengthened, but you're going to fail, but return to me. And then he says this, strengthen your brethren. Who is his brethren? It's the people that Jesus asked Peter 
to feed my lambs and my sheep. He's saying, when you come back to me and you get beyond your failure, I will strengthen you and I'll move you forward. And friends, it's the same way with your past and with your mistakes and with your failures. The Bible says for God, for Jesus, sits at the right hand of the Father. What is he doing? He's praying for you on your behalf. He's praying for you even in the now. And here's the deal. He will forgive you of your past, but he's praying and he's gonna forgive you and he will strengthen you for what? Just for now? No, for the days ahead. You've gotta understand, you've gotta let go of your past and your failure if you wanna move ahead. You have to do it. And you have got to believe that God is with you, that he is for you. I can't make you believe that. Fellow believers can't make you believe that. We can tell you that, but until you accept it, until you see it in God's word, you'll never move ahead. In 2021, full of all the failures and all the past will go right with you unless you let it go. Jesus says, Satan has asked for you, but I've prayed that your faith should not fail. Can I ask you a question? Why in the world would Jesus choose Peter? I don't know if you've thought about that. Out of, out of the other 10 guys, eventually Judas is replaced to go off and to do great things that we read about in the book of Acts and beyond. Why does he choose a guy like Peter? Dude's got a track record of putting his foot in his mouth and blowing it. So why does Satan go after Peter? Remember Jesus said, Satan is asked to sift you. You think Satan would have gone after somebody else. You wanna know why? Because he saw potential. He knew that if Peter's focus was in the right place with God, that he would turn things upside down. And some of you wonder why you're being attacked all the time. And what happens is you get into this mode, poor me. I don't mean to be rude or insensitive, but listen, if you're being attacked in your life, I think you need to start taking it as a compliment. Say it doesn't feel good. Of course not. Life doesn't feel good at times. But the reason you're being attacked is because the enemy sees your potential. So he's coming after you because he knows that if you do this, people will come to know Jesus. If you do this, that you will have a marriage that speaks loudly to other people. That if you do this, you will have kids that serve God and grow up and change their world. So he's coming after you. So lovingly, I don't know why I'm raising my voice so much. <laughs> lovingly, can you stop feeling sorry for yourself? I'm saying that to me too, respectfully. Oh, the devil's out to get me. I got a nail on my tire. No, you didn't. You ran over a nail on the road. The devil's not attacking you. I ran out of gas. The devil's on me. No, you didn't put gas in your car. 
car. I just had to throw that in there. Pastor, can you pray for me? I need to pass my midterm. Have you studied? No. Then I won't pray for you to pass your midterm. I'll pray that you get the discipline to actually study to pass your midterm. Hi, college friends. They're online today. Man. The problem is, is we just, we don't do really good with feeling the tension, do we? And I think a lot of times when we feel the tension, our first attack isn't prayer, it's let me figure this out. Big mistake. Pray first, and the God of all wisdom will give you wisdom. Hmm. Like Peter, you got to move beyond your failures into what God has for you. Because Peter kept the faith and let God do a work in his life by the Holy Spirit, his future was one of significant impact. In Acts chapter 2, stood up on the day of Pentecost, preached, 3,000 got saved. In Acts chapter 3, a lame man sitting by gate beautiful, silver and gold I have not, but in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Healing start to take place. Acts chapter 4, to the whole Sanhedrin, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Boldness. In in Acts chapter 5, they brought the lame and the sick into the streets, just hoping that the shadow might fall on them as he passed by, because when his shadow went across, people were healed. This failure who always messed up is being used by God like this because he moved beyond his past. Peter in Acts chapter nine, who they called to come when a lady named Tabitha died. He prayed and he said to a dead corpse, arise. And she did. What's my point? Jesus knew Peter would fail, but he said to him, I'm praying that your faith will not fail you would bring your failures to me let me fix them let me set you off friends it is my prayer today for those of you here for those of you watching online that we would not go into 2021 and allow failure to stop us to shame us that we would see failure for what it is. Listen to me close. Adam, you'll remember this. The big guy in our life would always say this. You gotta accept failure for what it is. It's a learning experience. So when you fail, you ask God to forgive. If it affects others, you ask them to forgive. And then you ask yourself the question, what do I need to learn? Is it patience? Is it wisdom? Is it discipline? What is it? And then just like falling down when you were a baby walking, get back up and walk again. Get on that bike and ride again. Start over. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Father, we love you. We love your word. 
God, in this moment, all across this place, Holy Spirit, as you were already here and you've been here in the midst, I ask that you would begin to bring things to our minds and to our hearts. That in this moment, we would feel the comfort of your holy, holy, holy presence. God, I don't want to get to the end of 2021 full of regret because of failure. God, I want 2021 to be the best year yet. So God, I'm asking in Jesus' name that we would see failure for what it is. It's a learning experience. But also, it's an opportunity to look to you, God, for strength and for hope. God, let it never be said of us that we've got this on our own. We ain't got nothing without you, Lord. For I can do all things, not by myself. I can do all things through Christ. I can have the life, God, that you've created for me through your son. I'm going to ask with every head bowed, every eye closed. How many of you would just say, man, you are battling. You're just battling failures. It's just one thing after the next, after the next. Show of hands, just consistently, man, of failing and failing and failing. Father, you see every hand. God, give wisdom, give strength, give discipline. God, let us find scripture that matches our struggle when it comes to our failure. Let us take comfort in prayer. God, let us find people in our lives to help us. God, let us get beyond this. God, let us even, even more so be like Peter, who just kept getting back up, kept trying again. Got knocked down, just got back up, kept trying again. Give us tenacity. God, as we even go into a year that's still unknown, the one thing we know is we have a Christ, we have a Savior, we have a hope. We have a joy that no one can take away. God, help us to know that. God, anything in us, Lord, that's not of you. God, any sin, any wrong. God, in this moment, we, we take a moment to confess our sin to you, Lord. In this moment. If you need to ask the Lord to forgive you for anything. Could have happened this week. Could have happened on your way to church. Would you just take a moment? Lord, forgive me for that. Lord, forgive me for those words that would have hurt people. Lord, forgive me for my attitude. Just whatever it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Fathers, we get ready to dismiss go back to our family and our friends and whatever this next week holds Lord in Jesus name I pray that it's full of you that we're looking to you in everything God give us your joy give us your peace give us your heart for a lost and broken and dying world God help us to keep our eyes open to those around us God to serve those in need God, let this be one of the greatest last weeks of a calendar year that we've ever had. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. As Nate continues.